and welcome back to the Podkey Podcast. We are your hosts, Amy and Kyle, and today we've got another great episode for you. Uh, we are going to be talking about how to spend less time creating content for small business owners. So while that title says specifically small business owners, this can be applied to anybody, so it's it's highly relevant, but it really applies to small business owners based on some of the trends that Amy and I have been seeing on social media with the way that small business owners in particular are approaching their social media strategies. So we wanted to kind of go ahead and jump in and give some thoughts and strategies on how you can actually optimize that process so that you're not spending a whole bunch of time creating content every single week and you can actually sort of get out of that content creation hamster wheel of, you know, trying to find an idea, trying to find a trending audio, trying to do, you know, some random dance, getting out of that cycle and getting into a cycle of creating really good high quality content and doing it in less time overall. Yeah, I mean, it can be really exhausting, especially when you are running a business full time and having to figure out your social media strategy. That can be extremely overwhelming, especially for somebody who is probably already working more than a 40 hour work week, as we know very well. Yes, unfortunately, we do know the <laughs> the struggle of that. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many small business owners out there that we see that aren't seeing success on social media when they could be. Mm -hmm. And it all comes down to the strategy that they're using to create their content on a week to week basis. And it ends up being a burden to create that content, which it shouldn't be like creating the content should be the fun part. Like you've created this cool business. You've got some stuff that you really want to show off or sell, whether it's services or a product. And it should be fun to show that stuff exactly. off. It, it should be a good process for you. So hopefully these tips and tricks will help you to sort of think differently about how you can create your content and will ultimately save you some time in the long run creating this content. All right, so let's jump right into this. So one thing that we've been noticing with these small business owners that we've been trying to help is they are spending upwards of an hour each day trying to learn a new dance, find trending audio, anything like that. Um, and it can be really time consuming, especially if you have a business to run. So my question for you, Kyle, is how do we optimize that time? How, how do we get away from trying to you know, not spend all of our time finding trends on TikTok or Instagram, finding that trending audio. So one of the main things that I want to get out of people's heads is that views equals sales or, you know, following a trend and having a video go viral equals sales. That's yeah. not true, mm -hmm. generally speaking. If you have a product that happens to be viral enough and you create a fun concept around it, yes, chasing that sort of trend and getting a bunch of views could help. But for the average person who's got sort of a service-based business or a steady product business that doesn't have sort of that like viral capacity, mm -hmm. chasing those trends isn't ultimately going to lead to followers. It's not going to lead to an audience that trusts you or knows you. Those things just aren't going to happen if you're just trying to chase trends. You need to give people the opportunity to know you, which comes from different ways of creating content. So an example that I like to use often when we're talking to clients is that, and I think I've used this before in one of our previous podcast episodes, but people are going to subscribe to channels or TV shows, right? So that's what you should probably think about your social media presence as. You want people to know what to expect when they see and view your content and know that it's your content when they first view it. Okay, I can see where you're going with this, but how do we create that content in that same niche without being boring or repetitive. So that's where basically my favorite conversation comes in around creating this type of content. 
what you really want to be doing and what you really want to be offering to your audience is going to be value of some sort. So even if you have a product, you made that product to solve a problem, right? You, you saw some sort of gap in the market mm-hmm. and you made a product to solve that. So that will be valuable to people. If they're willing to pay you money for it, that's more than what you paid to make it. So that's very much how you need to think about the content that you're creating as well. You're exchanging your content for somebody's time. That is once again, an exchange of value. Okay, cool. So before I get into kind of the strategy side of this, I want to put a bow on that sort of following trends and trending audio and dancing sort of talk that we were having. Right. That content, while it might be a little bit catchy, isn't valuable and it's not going to help people get to know you. And ultimately building a brand, whether it's a personal brand or a, a brand focused around a product You need people to know and trust you in order for them to be willing to exchange their time, their money, whatever it is that you're looking to sell to people. They need to know and trust you before they're going to be willing to do that. Exactly. Because, you know, when I'm creating social media posts, you know, whether it's trending audio or, you know, a dance of some sort or some sort of video trend, if I see you know, one post in the sea of all these posts for that viral trend, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, yeah, I want to buy something from that person. I'm basically thinking like, oh, they're just another person following the trend. So you're basically differentiating yourself from, you know, the sea of it, the sea of content on social media. Yeah, exactly. And I think that everybody can relate to the fact that when you're scrolling through social media and you see one trend that hits off, Everybody's made that piece of content. So you're even devaluing yourself Mm -hmm. by making another one of those pieces of content just to try and jump on the likes and the views train. Mm -hmm. Again, likes and views don't turn into sales. So Mm -hmm. if your goal is ultimately to get sales, that's not going to be the right path anyway. So that's where we're going to jump into kind of the strategy side of this. And as we were discussing earlier, ultimately bringing value to your audience is what's going to keep them coming back. It's what's going to help them know you and it's what's going to help them trust you. But what does that content look like, right? Well, it, it can really come in, in many different forms, but one of the forms that we use right now is we use our podcast as a way for us to have in-depth conversations about things that we're experts in. Mm-hmm. We're offering our audience value by giving some unique insights and perspectives. And then we cut that down into social media content. And then every time somebody views one of our videos, they know, oh, he's going to say something profound or she's going to say something profound about a subject that I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. So say you're really interested in this type of content, but you don't necessarily want to start a podcast. Would someone still be able to film this type of content without having to have a podcast? Yeah, absolutely. And this is where we're going to really get into the deep strategy side of this conversation. So the way to ultimately reduce the amount of time that you're spending creating content on a weekly basis is to batch your content. Now, we use the podcast format because we use the podcast to create our content flywheel, which sneak peek, that's going to be another future episode of the show. So make sure that you're subscribed so that you can check out that episode when it comes out. But our podcast basically fuels all of our content needs, whether it's blog posts, whether it's social media content, the podcast content itself. We, we use this content to fuel everything that we do in a given week in terms of content. 
And we get to sit down for one hour, record the episode, and that includes all the strategy piece. And then we go in and we edit it. But we only had to record the content for one hour. So that's why I always recommend to people utilize the batching concept, even if you don't want to have a podcast. So without it being a podcast style of content, you can still create value-based content where you kind of sit in front of the camera and you have a list of call it 10 to 15 ideas of ways that you want to discuss or portray some value that you can offer. Talk about something that you're an expert in, talk about something that your product can solve. And you can do all of that within an hour a week and you can create this content that can be engaging and ultimately offer people value over time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's a really good idea to batch the content because it allows you to have content to post on multiple platforms. Although you want to differentiate and be quote unquote different for each platform, you still want to have that same identity. And sitting down once a week, you know, call it an hour, helps you create that consistency for, you know, all the platforms. If someone was able to find you on Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, they would know it was you. Yeah. And one of the most interesting things about this type of strategy is that you can repurpose this content out in many different ways. So if you recorded it as a video, you can put that into a piece of swipe content, which if you don't know what swipe content is, that's those sort of like slide decks that you see in Instagram feeds where you can you know, post a, a carousel of a bunch of different images that all kind of tie back to one subject. And you can tell a little bit of a story across those slides. So you can cut down this content into a bunch of different things. It can spark the idea for a blog post that you can use for SEO. There's so much that you can do when you create content with this purpose around something that actually offers value and then circles back into many different aspects of your business Mm -hmm. so that you can actually create all of that content because it's not sustainable in the slightest to try and create a unique piece of content for Instagram and then a unique piece of content for TikTok and then a unique piece of content for LinkedIn. There's just way too many platforms nowadays to be able to create specific content for it unless you're just a content only company. Yeah. But the majority of small business owners out there are not just content companies as much as you kind of have to be. You have to be able to run your business and handle the day to day while still creating that content so that you maintain the relevance that you need within your niche. And I think that's really important that you mentioned that, you know, that we're not spending time creating different content for each platform because, you know, someone's already spending, you know, seven, eight hours a week. If you were trying to differentiate on every single different platform, you would be having another full-time job, which none of us really want as small business owners. Yeah. And unless you're going to hire somebody to create all that content, even then they might not even have enough time to create unique content for every single platform that you want to be on each week. And it's probably going to require your time anyway. And this is one sort of key takeaway that I want people to understand is that I truly believe that the era of people trusting companies that they find on social media is no longer a thing. You have to create a connection with your audience as a founder-led business. And if you think about how this applies to even some of the largest businesses that we see in the market today, think of Tesla. Elon Musk is a very public figure, whether you love him or you hate him. Mm -hmm. Tesla is very successful because he is a founder who has created a persona that people identify with and then they know and trust Elon. So they're willing to invest into his brand, whether that be through the stocks or through buying his cars. They know based on the personal relationship that they feel that they have with him because they get to see how he engages and he's sort of in the public and he's Mm -hmm. the face of the company. 
there's a lot more trust that's built there. So utilizing your strategy of going back to being a small business owner, if you're putting your face next to your products and you're building that connection with your audience, you're going to see a lot more success because people are going to get to know you and trust you and therefore be a lot more willing to open their wallets if they're actually going to get value from your product or your service. Exactly, because I feel like, especially going back to the Tesla thing, starting a car company, if I just saw, you know, if I had no idea what Tesla was, if I just saw an advertisement online for a car for a company that I've never even heard of, I definitely wouldn't buy it. So I, I like that you use that example of Elon, because I think that's the modern day way to have, you know, a really successful company and have someone who is tied to that. And one thing that I think is kind of overlooked when it comes to this by a lot of people is one, people don't really want to be in front of the camera. Like we completely understand that it took us a while to feel comfortable sort yeah. of getting in front of the camera and showing our faces. Like it's definitely an uncomfortable thing because you're worried about how people are going to think of you, judge you, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But in today's day and age, there's ultimately so much value to you building trust with an audience, whether that mm -hmm happens to be for the product that you're currently selling or the service that you're currently selling, you building an audience of people who trust you and view you as an expert in your niche is far more valuable than you probably realize because you can take that audience and since they know you and they trust you, as you sort of refine your expertise or your business, that ultimately will go with you a lot longer than any potential product or service will as well. It gives you the chance to get in front of future potential employers if you happen to end up back in the job market for some reason. Like mm -hmm. there's so much value to you being able to create trust with an audience. And that just builds your network too, because these people are going to want to reach out to you if they feel like they have a personal relationship and you can really utilize that to leverage all of the work that you're putting into this. And the fact that you're willing to put yourself out there gives you a lot more opportunities to connect with people and and people ultimately as cliche as it is are what's going to help you grow your business because ultimately at the end of the day all we're all doing is trying to sell to people we haven't reached singularity we're not trying to sell to robots yet but we're selling to people so you have to create that authenticity and that connection and authenticity is a buzzword i know i'm sorry but ultimately you need to create that connection with people in order for them to trust you because there's no longer just throwing facebook ads out there and getting dollars back it's just not how it works anymore you need to create that connection and that trust Exactly. Because at least for me, like when I see an ad for something on TikTok or Instagram, I'm almost worried it's a scam. I'm almost worried, you know, I'm not saying every single ad that I see on Instagram or TikTok is a scam. But in today's day and age with all the identity theft and everything going on, I'm so much less likely to buy something off of Instagram. I definitely am more trustworthy of people. So really great point. I love how you tied it back to um, a product and a person because I feel like a lot of people don't really understand that yet. Yep. But ultimately, that's going to be really hard to build that. So, you know, optimizing your time, which is what the entire purpose of this episode is about, is what's going to help you to be able to actually execute this and sustain it over a long period of time. So I want to dive into some of these sort of final takeaways to wrap a bow around this whole conversation for the audience so that they have some actionables that they can take home with this. All right, let's jump into that then. So the style of content we're talking about right now is batch style content. So how would a small business owner typically go about creating that? So as we mentioned earlier, the number one way that we feel is sort of the, the most streamlined way to do this, and it's going to be the least time consuming, is creating some, some form of a podcast. And whether or not you plan to release that as the audio only version as a podcast is up to you. But 
What it ultimately does is it gives you a set amount of time to sit down and talk about a specific subject or a few subjects that you're an expert in, and it allows you to really dive deep into those subjects. And that's where you're going to get some of the best social media clips that you can get. Because what you're going to see a lot of people who try and do this type of content do is that they ultimately kind of just scratch the surface of all of these different subjects. So they're trying to fit a complex topic into... 30 seconds. But if you do it in this sort of podcast style content, you end up getting to dive a little bit deeper into sort of the nuances of it. And you end up making sort of a series out of those posts, which again, then leads back to people trusting you in, on that specific subject and allows you to say, okay, this was sort of your the introduction to this particular topic. I dove a little bit deeper here. That was a second social media clip. I dove a little bit deeper here on a little bit of a nuance of that, and that's another social media clip. So with this style of content, you've got the opportunity to really sort of separate yourself from the average Joe who's creating that same style of content within that same niche, and you get to offer your audience even more value based on the fact that you're actually an expert in this particular topic. All right. Well, that sounds like a good idea to me, but you know, what about the people who don't want to create podcast style content? What if they're just looking for a way to sit down and optimize their time and, you know, create a bunch of batch style clips? Yeah. And that's probably going to be the, the vast majority of people because sitting down in front of a microphone like what we're doing can be pretty awkward, especially if you're doing it alone. Um, so another way to, to ultimately do this is to throughout your week, you're going to stumble across things that can be great social media content ideas. Okay. So this is where you can focus on creating that sort of one minute clip. And that's the entire idea. So you can come up with call it eight to 10 ideas that, of things that you just see throughout your week, whether it's a comment that you got from somebody on one of your posts previously that leads to another idea, or you stumble across somebody else talking about a particular subject and you think that you could do that better. You're going to come across throughout your week a ton of different ideas that you can pull into social media posts. It's just a matter of thinking every time you look at one of these things, okay, how could I turn this into a value-based social media post? And then you sit down, have all those ideas, and you can run through them all. So you can do that in front of your phone with a cheap microphone, and you can still create some really nice content. Or you can spruce it all the way up and get nice lighting and a nice microphone if you really want to kind of stand out from the competition in terms of your overall content creation. And that's good that you mentioned the phone, you know, just sitting down and with a cheap microphone and a phone, because I feel like all this equipment that people are seeing with our content is all really intimidating to some people because I feel like if I was a small business owner, I wouldn't want to have to invest a ton of money in all these new microphones and fancy cameras that, you know, I don't have the time to use. So I'm glad that you can still create this type of content with your phone and, you know, not have to be intimidated by this super fancy setup because believe me, if I had to do this setup by myself, I would be very intimidated. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the content that you're offering is ultimately going to trump any equipment that you can have. Sure, it's going to look nicer. It's going to sound nicer. But ultimately, like there are people cutting down Zoom calls that ultimately have are creating great content that's getting great engagement. Gary Vee all the time walks around and half the time the quality of that audio or whatever it is is somebody recording with an iPhone from across the room. Mm -hmm. It's all about the actual content that's being provided that matters. The equipment and stuff is just kind of a bonus and will help you stand out because anybody can record from across the room but it's not necessary to start creating the content. All right, that sounds good to me, but is there you know, one last takeaway that you would like to share? Yeah, so this all kind of ties back to the underlying premise of the episode that content creation should be fun. It's something that ultimately helps your business. You should enjoy doing it because it's gonna help you get engagement and build a community. 
but it's difficult. And I don't want any of this episode to let people think that it's super easy. By no means is it easy. There's a lot that goes into content creation, but ultimately what this style of content is going to do and sort of batching your content together, it's going to give you this sort of accountability and it's going to give it this time frame of when you do it each week. And I'm big on schedules, as you know. Yeah, we have a schedule for everything. But I mean, I think that's helpful for us because each day, you know, when we wake up, when we go into, quote unquote, our office in our home, we know what we're going to do that day. We have it all scheduled out. Yeah. And I think that helps to just take the stress off of what it is that you're going to be doing because mm-hmm. you can you can always push something off if it's not sort of like written in stone on your schedule. So content creation is probably going to be one of those things for small business owners because it might not seem like it's that important. But if you're just going to set aside the time and you know it's only going to take you this much time and you're ultimately going to get this return on investment because you're going to see, okay, each time I do this, I'm getting a a few more followers. I'm getting a lot more engagement on my posts. Like just seeing those results will help you to want to stay accountable to do it. Mm -hmm. Then having that sort of slot of time, like, okay, this is how long it takes me to create all my content for the week. You're kind of thinking about the content you want to create throughout the week. And then you know when it is that you're going to sit down and record it. No distractions, none of that stuff. You're also going to be able to get this done in a lot more efficient manner. And it's ultimately going to become much less of a burden on you to create content. So I think that that will help a lot of people to make the commitment to this, ultimately create better content and stay relevant and ultimately become a thought leader in their niche. And I think this is a perfect spot to wrap it up because I think this was a really valuable episode and you're going to help a lot of small business owners who are very overwhelmed with the content creation piece not be as scared to kind of jump in and give it a try. Yeah. And that's the the whole goal of behind everything that we do, whether or not you're a client of ours, we're happy to, to answer any questions that you guys have around this sort of style of content creation because we ultimately just want to see all boats rise and see better content out in the world because we sure see plenty of bad content. <laughs> so we want to make sure that you're not part of that boat. But if you guys ultimately got value from this, please make sure that you review us in whatever podcasting app that you're using. It'll help us get more reach. Make sure to also follow us on the social media platforms. We're on every single platform out there. All of those links are down in the show notes. You guys can go ahead and check those out. And we post all these content, as we mentioned throughout the episode, we cut all this stuff down to give you sort of those valuable nuggets on social media. So if you don't have time during the week to listen to one of our episodes, you can scroll through some of the highlights on our social media. So make sure that you guys check those out if you have a chance. And we will see you guys in the next episode.